Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast, the practical how-to guide for women returning to the workforce, recent grads, and those looking to get the job of their dreams. Now, here's the founder of the Back to Business Women's Conference and your host, Katie Dunn. Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. I'm Katie Dunn, founder and CEO of Back to Business and your host. I'm here to help you get a job, and I'm not just going to share advice on our topic in each episode, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Because here's how are two of my favorite words. It's get a job, here's how. Let's get started. Hey listeners, how are you? It's Katie here, and today we're gonna talk about how to adapt your job search to our new reality, which is sort of a virtual only world. So I had just been saying that I was trying not to talk about virus times for a little while, but it seemed like anything I read that didn't address it sort of wasn't acknowledging this new reality that we live in. And I think it's going to profoundly impact how we conduct a job search. And so that was really something that was worth addressing for me, for all of you job seekers out there. So first... I wanted to start off with a quote from that old book, What Color Is Your Parachute? Um, This is a book that's been around for a long, long time, sort of considered the job search Bible long ago, and it's been updated many times so that it stays relevant. So still actually worth a read if you're a job seeker. But one of the things that the author Richard Bowles says that I thought is very true is job hunting is no longer an optional exercise. It is a survival skill. And that's important, I think, in any job searching time, but especially now, because our careers are, they're going to change. A lot of things are going to change based on the fact that we're all working from home now, whether we wanted to or not. And our kids are home out of school, and we're having to really juggle a lot of things in a different way than we ever have before. So here's a statistic that by gender, how many jobs people will have over the course of their career. So for men, it's 11.4, 11.4 different jobs over the course of their career. And for women, it's 10.7. So not a big difference there. On average, you'll have 10 plus jobs over the course of your career, according to this. And that sounds like a lot. But if you think about your own career and how many different jobs you've had, Maybe not even how many different jobs you've had, but how many different careers you've had, because some of those jobs may have just been a switch from doing the same thing from one company to the next, but others were probably a real change in the field you were working in or the skills that you were using. And so all of this just goes to show that job searching really is a survival skill for your career. And now as times are changing and we're having to find new ways of doing things, All of these job search skills will need to be adapted to how we are doing business today. So my three points of how to adapt your job search for our new reality are first, learn how to ask for things. And this can be really hard. We don't always like to ask for help, but it's going to be really important now. Some of the things that you'll need to learn how to ask for are introductions to people that somebody in your network knows that you don't know. Well, you'll need to ask for information. You want to ask your contacts, who's hiring? Who do you know who could use somebody with my skill set? And you'll also need to ask for information about 
how companies are adapting now as we're all working from home and things are changing. And also, you'll want information on what are the trends in different fields because you'll need to know that information to position yourself to be valuable to a company. Learning how to ask involves being able to write an email or a LinkedIn connection request that is very simple and to the point and asks and makes a very clear ask how this person you're asking can help you. And so here's an example of an email that I actually sent out years ago when I was looking for a job. I sent this to my friend, Beth. She was working at a bank where they had posted a digital marketing manager position that I was interested in. So I sent this email. Hey, Beth, I have a favor to ask. I'm looking to go back to work full-time and saw a digital marketing manager position at BB&T posted on LinkedIn. I know you have successfully juggled work and family for many years and would love to chat about BB&T and see if you can share any information about the position that I've applied for. I'm always up for grabbing a cup of coffee, but if a phone call fits your schedule better, then that would be great too. I've pasted the job posting below. I've also attached my resume so you can get a feel for my background. Thanks for any help you can provide. And I'm sharing that email because sometimes you just need sort of a template to copy and get started. So feel free to use my words. Wanted to also share the results of this was that Beth and I went and had a cup of coffee. She told me all about her work at the bank, told me some of the challenges they were facing. I used that information when I had a phone interview with the bank. And so all of that really sort of got my foot in the door here. Also, importantly, when we left our coffee meeting, Beth said, I know who the hiring manager is for that role. And I'm going to let them know that we spoke. I'm going to pass along your resume and tell her that you would be great for this position. So that coffee meeting was really what helped me get my foot in the door with that interview there. And so I've said this before, but I think it's really worth repeating in job search. Every application that you put in, you need to follow up with a human connection. And this is an example of how to do that. So another time that I reached out to ask for something during a job search was when I actually had an interview scheduled with a company. And as I was researching the company on LinkedIn and looking at the people that I would be interviewing with, I noticed that one of those people was connected to somebody that I knew quite well. So I reached out to my friend, Mike, and said, Hey, Mike, I have an interview tomorrow for a job at this company with Sean. And I saw on LinkedIn that you're connected to him. I'm just wondering if you have any background on him and can share some information. Thanks for the inside scoop. And the response I got immediately was, hey, I went to business school with him and I worked with him right after school. He lives two blocks away from us. I'll call him right now. So when you make an ask of somebody and it's very clear and simple, I think that people want to help you. So especially in a job search, because as we know, we all will be changing jobs 10 plus times over our career. And so chances are the person that you're asking for help has recently been through a job search themselves. And they know how valuable these kind of connections and providing this kind of help to somebody can be in a job search. So a couple more tips on making the ask because learning how to ask is really important in our new job search reality. First, when you write your email, then think about cutting it in half. 
We tend to over-explain things and sometimes provide too much information. But making a really concise and brief ask is going to be really important in enabling the person that you're asking to grant your wish. So write your email and then cut it in half so it's really short and to the point. This is hard to do, by the way, so it might take a little bit of practice. And then another tip is use an email finder website, something like hunter.io, and that's a good way to find people's email addresses. So you might be connected with someone on LinkedIn, but find that they're not very responsive to LinkedIn in mails. Not everybody spends a lot of time on LinkedIn. So if you're trying to get in touch with somebody and you're not getting through on LinkedIn, go to hunter.io, type in their name and their company, and that will give you essentially their best guess at the email address for that person at that company. So this is not stalking, importantly. People always ask me that. It's not stalking. It's just finding a creative way to get in touch with somebody. And that's going to be really important. We're going to have to get creative with some of the things that we do in job search. And that's one example. So the second step in how to adapt your job search to our new virtual um, reality here is master the 15-minute networking call, right? In the past and in the example that I shared earlier, we were asking people if they could have coffee with us? Or could we buy them lunch and chat? And obviously, that's just not going to fly anymore. So we're going to adapt our networking ask to, hey, could you hop on the phone with me for 15 minutes and share some information, share your experience? I've got a few questions for you about the company and what you do there. And that's a perfectly acceptable thing to ask for. So the thing is, when you actually get on the phone for that 15-minute networking call that somebody has been kind enough to schedule with you, you're going to need to be really prepared for that call and make the person on the other end of the line feel like you're using their time really valuably. So obviously, do your research before you even get on the phone. Know who you're talking to and what it is that you want to learn from the call. Also, be prepared with something that you could share during that call that would be a value add to that person. And now I'm going to walk you through sort of an agenda for what you might do during a 15-minute networking call. First, you get on the phone, you greet the person, you introduce yourself. Obviously, they'll know who you are, but you're introducing yourself anyway. And then move quickly into thanking them for their time, right? And making a statement that lets them know you really valuable their time. Like, hey, I know how busy you are and I appreciate you getting on the phone with me today. So the next thing you want to do is really set up this meeting as something that's going to be valuable to both of you, right? It's going to be a two-way street. It's not just you sucking information out of somebody. It's you two having a conversation in which you both have something to gain there. So you might say something like, I really appreciate your time today. And I know I'm probably going to get more out of this than you are. But I want you to know that if there's something I can do for you, I'm really happy to do it. So please don't hesitate to ask. So the next thing you would do is sort of go through your agenda for the call. And if you've been prepared and done your homework, you've got in front of you a list of exactly the things that you are hoping to ask and the things that you're hoping to learn during this call. 
So let the person know, hey, what I'd like to do in the next 15 minutes is hear about your role in this company and talk to you about this trend that I've been reading about and how it might be impacting your company. And then confirm with the other person that they're good with that. So say something like, hey, does that sound okay to you? And that way you're really getting their buy-in. This is kind of a sales technique. When you're talking to somebody, you're sort of getting their buy-in that they're interested in the conversation and they're there, they're present with you, and they're really going to engage during the course of those next 15 minutes. Okay, then you want to essentially move into the meat of your call, which is asking a lot of really good questions. Not just yes or no questions, but ask questions that are going to really start a conversation. And so you can start some of your questions with something like, my research shows this trend. How are you seeing that impact your company? Or you can say something like, describe to me what it's like to be doing this or why you do it this way at your company. You can ask questions that start with why instead of questions that will prompt a yes or no answer. Because these are all great ways to not just ask a question and get an answer, but to launch into a really thoughtful conversation that will benefit. Remember, when you do a call like this, it's not the time to ask for a job. You're really building a relationship and you're gathering information. And so asking for a job might be something that you could do later on in your relationship with this person. But keep in mind that your goal here is to get information and to build a relationship with the person that you're talking to. So before you go into this call, I would want you to think about what are three things that you want this person to remember about you? It can be something that you two have in common. It could be something about your background or your skill set that makes you really uniquely qualified for the job that you um, are looking for at this person's company. Or it could be something that you know about this company because of the research you've done You want this person to come away with an impression of you that you are somebody who does your homework and comes really prepared for meetings like this. So use all of the research that you've done in your previous networking calls to share some information with the person that you're talking to. This is where having this be a two-way street comes in handy because this is where you're sharing something for them that's going to be valuable instead of just being the person who's, you know, on the receiving end of the information on this call. And the more of these networking calls you do, the more of this information you will have to share. And that can be really valuable to people. Sometimes when we're job searching, we think that we're always in the position of asking for things. But if you're really doing a lot of these networking calls, you will be in a position of somebody who has information to share. And hopefully that makes you feel good and benefits the people that you are networking with. So it's always good advice. It's always good to ask for advice when you are on a networking call like this. And a good way to do that instead of just saying, what do you think I should do to get a job here? Because that puts the burden on the other person to come up with essentially a job search plan for you. And that's not what you want to do. So what you want to do is say something like, here's my plan for finding a job in software development. Can you think of anything else I should be doing? or anyone else that I should speak with. And that way, you're going to get that person's advice on your plan. You'll also be able to show them that you've done the work to lay out a step-by-step 
job search plan. And that can be very impressive to somebody. And you're also asking for any next steps, anything you may have left out in your plan. And importantly, you're asking if they have any contacts they might be willing to share with you for your next networking call. And if you've done this right and done all your homework and prepared, and you are leading this person through this meeting in a thoughtful and efficient way, they'll be super impressed with you. And they will definitely want to share their connections with you so you can go on and do more of these calls. So finally, end your meeting with a thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate your offer to introduce me to your friend, Jill. Importantly, you can remind somebody as you're wrapping up a call like this of the things that they have offered to do for you, any connections that they have made. Um, thank them for the advice and the information that they've shared with you. And then end the call. Do try to end the call on time. If you notice that you're running way over, say, the 15 minutes that you had both agreed to set aside, then do a check-in with that person and say, hey, I want to do a quick time check. We've been on the phone for almost 15 minutes and I know your time is really valuable. So I've got a few more questions. If you have time, I would love to ask them, but I do want to be respectful of your time. And if you need to go, that's completely fine. So that way, that person feels like you're really aware that, of the fact that they are busy and they're doing you a favor and um, being thoughtful about that. So after you finish a networking call like this, jot down any notes that you essentially, after you leave a networking meeting like this or hang up from the phone call, immediately jot down notes on anything that you all talked about. Write down what you discussed, write down what you learned, write down what next steps you both agree to, and then use your notes to write a really personal thank you email to that person. And again, in the email, you can remind them of the things that they may have committed to doing for you, such as making introductions or anything like that. So here's a, a little trick to not just for following up, but for following up your follow-up. And that is, if you had a call with somebody and they connected you with somebody else, after you've connected with that somebody else, circle back to the first person and drop them a quick email that says, hey, I had a networking call today with Jill that you introduced me to. She was wonderful. We had a great conversation. And I really appreciate you sharing your contacts with me like that. But please let me know when I might be able to return that favor for you. Also, if somebody has recommended a book that they liked and you went and read that book, when you're done with that, drop them an email and say, hey, I just finished reading this book. It was terrific. Thanks so much for the advice. And these are kind of ways for you to keep that relationship warm and keep that conversation going with somebody. So again, it, a lot of it boils down to being really prepared for these meetings and being efficient as you walk somebody through this meeting and then taking really good notes afterwards so that your follow-ups can be really on point. So that is step two in adapting your job search. We're going to be asking for 15 minutes on the phone now instead of a coffee or a lunch meeting. And step three is get active on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is where we are going to be doing a lot of our networking in the um, next couple of months. And 
the first step there is really having your profile up and running and looking really good. So this is a good time to spend some time on that. But the next thing is, as far as getting active goes, start with just liking things that your connections are putting out there and work your way up to sharing information, commenting on other people's posts, join some groups that are relevant to your profession, to the area that you want to work in, to the industry that you're interested in, and then be connecting to people that you don't know. It's perfectly fine to be connecting to people that you don't know on LinkedIn. In fact, I think that's half of what LinkedIn is for, is making those connections. So don't limit yourself when you think about who you might be reaching out to and you think about wanting to expand your network. The way to expand your network is to reach out to people you don't know. So LinkedIn is the place to do that. Be sure anytime you are sending a connection request, you are including a personal note. And again, think about writing that note and cutting it in half. So a connection request can be as simple as, Hi, Katie, I'd like to connect so I can continue to follow your success. Thank you. That's all you have to do. But just writing that personal note is something that's going to separate you from all the other people out there on LinkedIn who are just randomly trying to connect to other people. Another way to do that is to reach out and say, Hi, Katie, I'm currently conducting a job search. I've always been interested in your company and would like to get connected so I can learn more about what you're doing. Thank you. Again, it's really simple. It's short. It's to the point. It makes very clear. And that's the way that you start essentially a relationship on LinkedIn with someone that you don't know, but you like their company, you like the job that they're doing, or you really admire something about their background or their career path. And LinkedIn is a great place to look at people's career paths and figure out how they got where they got. If you see someone who's doing a job that you want to do. So essentially adapting your job search to our new virtual world means doing things like learning how to ask for things, be brief and to the point, learn how to master the 15 minute networking call. It involves a lot of preparation. It involves having some structure to that call and it involves being a giver as well as a taker on those calls. And finally, adapting your job search means getting really comfortable with being on LinkedIn, reaching out to make new connections there, and being an active contributor to a lot of the conversations that are going on on LinkedIn right now. So I wish you all a ton of luck in your job search. Every time I talk to somebody over these past two weeks, a recruiter or anybody who works at any company anywhere, I've been asking them, Tell me what you're hearing about hiring at your company and how your plans might be changing. And last week I heard a lot of, oh, we're really not pulling back too much. We're just changing things to virtual. But the story is starting to change this week a little bit. I talked to a recruiter the other day who told me that overnight they saw job postings pretty much dry up in a lot of the major cities and in particular in tech. Folks, this is gonna get a little harder before it gets easier, but if you are someone who knows how to adapt your job search, you can continue to do all of these really important job search activities, even while we're all confined to our homes. So stay positive, 
Keep moving forward. Schedule time for yourself to be doing some job search activities every day. The job search activities that you can be doing are the same things you were doing before. They're just adapted to being on the phone or being online a little bit more than to being in person. We can do this. We'll do it together. And I'm really looking forward to better days ahead. And I know that they're coming. So I hope you do too. Now that you know how to adapt your job search to being effective in the virtual realm, go do it. I believe in you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. You can find all the information from this episode in our show notes at www.backtobusinessconference.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please write a review so that we can reach more people. Now that you know how, go do it.